Today's episode, we're talking about AI-generated content and what you can do, what you should, quotes around should do for AI-generated content, how to use it on your website, and for content generation in general to save time. So if you've been curious about AI content, this is definitely a great episode to tune into. Welcome to the Up In My Business podcast with me, Lex Lancaster, where you'll get an inside look at all things tech, business, and my life as a physical therapist turned digital operations expert. You'll hear all about my lessons as a business owner, the ins and outs of tech for your business, and more. From SEO, websites, and email marketing to automations, launches, and copywriting, I've got you. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Before we get started, you know that I need to tell you all about Jane app. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software that offers a fully integrated payment solution called Jane Payments. Although the world of payment processing can be complex, Jane Payments was built to help make things as simple as possible to help you get paid. And it's the best. And it's easy to get started. Here's how you can go ahead and get started today. Head to jane.app slash payments to book a one-on-one demo with a member of Jane's support team. This can give you a better sense of how Jane Payments can integrate with your practice by seeing some popular features in action. If you know that you're ready to get started, you can sign right up for Jane. Use the code LEX1MO for a one-month grace period while you settle in and develop all of your intake forms and all the things. Once you're in your new Jane account, you can flip the switch on for Jane Payments at any time. So you don't need to do it right away, although I would recommend it, but you can switch them on at any time. Ideally, as soon as you get started, right? So you can take advantage of Jane's time and money-saving features. It only takes a few minutes and you can start processing online payments right away. Jane's promise to you is that transparent rates and unlimited support are always from a team that cares. All right, so let's dive in. Welcome back. I am recording the first episode that I've recorded in probably four weeks. Maybe it's three weeks because I moved from New York, from my parents' house to California. And if you've been on social media or on my social media, I did announce this last week at some point, but um, I am now living on the Pacific Coast. I am also recording right now because all of my stuff, moving from the East Coast to the West Coast, is not really that difficult per se because I don't have a lot of stuff. But I did have to get one of the box things that you ship across the country. And my box is apparently being delivered either today or tomorrow. So I'm going to be grabbing that. My desk and whatnot is there. So I currently don't have a podcasting setup. So I am using Shantae's podcasting setup now. So if my sound sounds a little bit different, likely better, um, that would be why. So I am currently recording in her office and looking out the window at all the California sunshine and palm trees. Um, I Moose and I are settling in great. I know a lot of people wondered if Moose was here with me. So Moose is in California. She's loving the weather. I will say it's been a little bit warm, but she also has not really had a full, I don't want to say a full summer, but she really wasn't outside a ton last summer because I was working so much during the day that most of her walks and whatnot were at night. And then if I were to go hiking, she would be hiking in the middle of the day when it wasn't necessarily the hottest because we were up in the mountains. So it's been a little bit hot. Um, But today actually just finished up volleyball. Um, It is Sunday. So I'm recording this episode releases as you're listening. It's today, but I'm recording this on Sunday and 
it's today is a really, really hot day. So everyone was saying that the UV index was really high and we needed coverage from the sun. So today is just exceptionally hot. I do have booties for Moose that she used to wear hiking so that she didn't cut her paws. So I'm probably going to have to bring those if I were to take her for a walk outside today, at least this afternoon, because it's hot. Um, but anyway, it doesn't really get that hot here. It's it's uh, 77 today, and that's like very hot. So I love it. It's been great. The move to California was very easy. Shantae and I drove across the country in five days, and it was fun. Uh, the trip was great. I would say that for a cross-country road trip, most people are like, oh, my God, you have to drive across the country. And it, it really wasn't bad at all. We split up the drive in five days and switched off every two hours. I will say the last two days, I did not drive at all. Um, I got really sick. So I've actually been super healthy for the past, I don't even know how long. But I must have caught something. I had a cold. And I don't if you've ever driven between Colorado or from Colorado to California through Utah, a little bit of Nevada, um, there's mountains like you're up and down within mountains. And let me tell you, it's not fun to be sick. So I was so, so sick. I was borderline dizzy just because like my head was so full. And at one point we actually had to stop and go to a drugstore to get Sudafed because I just could not tolerate the pressure in my head. Um, so that was not really enjoyable. That wasn't an enjoyable part. But one of the benefits of being sick, I guess, was being the passenger. So if you have never driven through Utah, so mostly from, see, I'm a big fan of Colorado, the Colorado mountains, like that was also beautiful. But the coolest part of the drive that I don't think I would ever see again anywhere else was Utah. So there's barren areas of Utah that's so pretty. And it literally looks like you're on a different planet. And I guess I fell asleep for a minute. And when I woke up, we were in this area and it was a, there's no gas for 100 miles type of situation. And that was full-blown truth. Um, But also that area was just so cool. There was it was just a sight to see, honestly. It's just something I've never seen before. And it was just so different. And it really did look like you were on Mars. So very, very cool area if you've never driven through it. it we ended up um, just north of the uh, the, US, the U.S. parks. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I think of it? I'll think of it. Zion. We were just north of Zion when we landed that day. So when we parked the car, we were just north of Zion. Um, but we had driven from... At, not Aspen, Vail. We, dr- we drove from Vail, Colorado to um, a town in Utah that was just above, um, my God, I just said it, Zion National Park. So it was great. Best area was definitely there. And I will say that I've seen, when we got to California, I've seen the California mountains in the distance, but I've never actually said you know, let's drive through them. And I didn't know how big they were. I I had no idea what that part of California looked like. So when we got back and into California, we actually drove through some of the California mountains and it's just incredible. It was so pretty, really, really enjoyed it. But long story short, the cross country road trip was really fun. I truly, truly enjoyed it. And it was great. And I would, I was going to fly, but it would have honestly cost the same amount of money 
to ship my all of my stuff plus my car and the drive was just good. So if you ever get a chance to drive across the country, the route we went, um, you are Jeepers, New York, Ohio, and then we went through Nebraska, Colorado, Utah, and then California. So that was the way that we took. It was a good drive as far as like roads go, but definitely don't recommend going in the winter just because I know some people have said that the passes that we drove through close. So with all that being said, the trip was great. I'm now in California and playing all the beach volleyball. Um, schedule still a little wonky just because I'm switching from Eastern to Pacific time. So some bookings on my schedule are happening at 7am my time, which is fine. I knew that would happen, but it's been really, really good because I did try to limit that before I left New York. So really not too long before everything really shakes out and I can settle in, but really, really happy about that. And also wanted to thank people. If you were giving support and all the things on social media, I really appreciate you. Um, just having all, having a good time, really, really enjoying life. I had said it on my post that everything in life is a hell fucking yes. And that's just, that's exactly what it is. It's all a hell fucking yes. Um, yeah, just really, really good. So business updates. I have said it a couple times now. I am opening up two slots and it will likely only be one because I had someone already take one, um, because they were a previous client and had DM'd me about it. Um, so I will open up two, potentially, but likely one to start off with, uh, brick and mortar SEO spots. So I am looking, I have a wait list. I will drop it in the show notes, but if you're looking for brick and mortar SEO work, I have a very specific way that I'm going to be doing things for SEO and I'm offering monthly retainers and it's going to be very much so like, this is exactly what I'm doing for you. So you know what I'm doing. Um, I have found that the problem with SEO retainers is that people don't know what you're doing or people don't know what the people they have hired are doing and they're paying $2,000 a month for it. Um, So I have a very specific list of what I'm doing and then anything outside of the package package that I have developed for that SEO work, we can chat about if you're looking for something more. Um, But I have a very specific way that I'm doing things for this program and for this retainer so that it's very much so transparent um, because we know that's a super, it's a huge value of mine to be super transparent about the work that I'm doing. So that is where I'm at with that. I will drop the wait list in the show notes, like I said, and I am, like I said, looking to open that up in August or September, likely September um, for that spot. So there's that. I'm also going to drop the wait list for mine and Shantae's uh, dual coaching program. So we are looking for business coaching and tech all in one. And we've got a ton of people on the wait list, super excited to launch this. We're talking more about it this week and are really going to nail down exactly who would be our perfect client for this program because we really want to be specific so we can get people results. Um, so that wait list will also be in the show notes. And if you're interested, please drop your name on that list. If you want to work with both Shante, the Movement Maestro and myself, uh, we will be emailing the waitlist shortly with more details, but we're really excited about it. Super, super excited because people have been asking and we've been doing this together for so long and we've had mutual clients with the same needs. So we're trying to make sure that we get, you know, the, the clients that we have previously worked with 
and making sure that we can get those results. So if you're interested, no commitment required, just drop your name on the wait list and you'll be added to the emails and you'll be notified when we open up spots slash applications because we're going to be taking applicants for this. Now, the other thing I want to mention is SEO school. So I am, we are in the last two, it's technically the last week and a half of new content for SEO school. And I was talking to a few people and they had mentioned that starting in January, because I do six months of six months of support for SEO school would push the support into summer. So I am considering potentially doing SEO school or starting SEO school in November because a lot of people really like to do winter things as far as like learning and being online. So I'm considering opening up registration for SEO school in November. If you have specific feelings around this, please let me know. I'd love to hear. I am obviously, I'm going to email the waitlist too and just ask, hey, would you rather start in November or January? Because I know that January is a new year. It can feel really good for people to start something new. But if they were to do the new content, that would be going into about April. And I know that some people just don't prefer to learn new things in the spring and summer. So please let me know if you have a specific opinion around that, whether you'd want to start in November or January. And I will be taking that into consideration because I want to do what is going to be working or work for the majority of people. So let me know. And I'm going to drop the SEO school waitlist in the show notes as well. So I believe that's really, oh, and then one more thing, one more thing. I had mentioned that I'm going to do a flash sale for sales pages. I have changed my mind. I'm going to be doing, because of a client I just worked with, she and I kind of talked briefly about this, but I'm going to do a sales slash launch. Um, let's just call it like an all-in-one things you would need. So I'm going to do a sales page with copy prompts in it, plus a whole other slew of like, this is what you need for your launch. And I'm going to create like a, a, a very much so um, comprehensive guide for this. So stay tuned. I'm hoping I will have it done in August, but I need to make sure that it has all the things that I want in it. So Stay tuned for that. I know that I said it was going to be a flash sale, but I decided that that was not going to work for um, the majority of people as far as just getting that piece because then I'm still only giving a piece of something. So I'm going to try to give a little bit more here and make sure that I give you a more comprehensive guide. So that is the last update that I have for you. Thank you for making it through all those things. And... Please let me know if you have any requests for topic ideas. I did get a bunch the other day um, in my question box and I decided, I read them and I, and I wrote them all down and they're going to be used for a future episode simply because I saw something on threads, which if you want to follow me on threads, I am on threads, same, same as my Instagram name, of course. But I did see someone post about this on threads today or yesterday, so I wanted to address AI generated content for SEO and your website. So that's where we're going today. And that's what we're going to talk about because it is coming up and people are using AI and it's fine. This is great, but I want to make sure that we also consider the downfalls of it slash like what you need to look out for. So let's jump in. AI or, you know, 
it's content. It's not necessarily when we look, when we think about AI generated content, I, I, I'm laughing because when I first heard about AI and chat GPT, I was like, this is awful. The first thing that came to my mind, because I'm an adjunct professor at a college, the first thing I thought about was the fact that students are going to write papers with this thing, and it's going to be a nightmare for professors. That was my first instinct, and I was like, this is terrible. Like, nobody has to do their own work anymore. Like, you could literally ask something else to do your work for you, and it would probably turn out okay. And as long as you don't need to, like, submit it to one of those uh, plagiarism things, then you're probably going to be fine which is terrible. In my mind, that's terrible. I hate that. (laughs) And it was so annoying. And I understand that that's like a weird first thought to have. But then I kind of wrapped my head around it. And aside from that part, um, it has really saved time for me within my business, but I also don't use it all the time. So there are specific things that I use it for that I'm going to talk about in this episode. And I'm not going to dive too deep into it because it's very self-explanatory and like how to actually use this stuff. But then I'm going to give you some examples of how you can use it as far as like typing things into it. So when we talk about AI generated content, it is content that is generated for you, right? So if we think about that, it is content that you are not creating yourself. So you're not creating this content on your own. You're actually asking an outside source to do the work, right? So this is automatically generated. This is content, if we just take a step back, that is not in our words. So if you ever used AI software, what comes out is probably not how you talk, right? So I talk very differently than the next person. That person talks very differently than someone else. So when we use AI-generated content, you can really feel the difference in the voice. So when we consider this, there's also other issues that we're going to go into, but when we consider this for SEO, blogs, social media posts, podcasts, uh, show notes, when we consider this, we have to think in a way that essentially sets us up for saying, is this authentic to my brand, right? So you can use AI software. I'm not saying you can't. I use it and I'll tell you how. But we also have to consider the fact that AI software is not always generating in our voice. Now, can you put in something that you have written and it learns how to talk like you? Yes, of course. But I'm also going to talk about things that you, why you should not just copy and paste, exactly what it spits out. So using AI generated content is great for SEO, blogs, social media, and podcasts. There are AI, there's AI software that exists for all of these things. That is great. And I'm going to go through one, I'm going to go through my, how to use it in my opinion, and then some examples. But first, what I want to put, you know, right in your face is the fact that Google prohibits auto-generated content. So if you actually look in Google's um, uh, what terms and conditions, if you will, Google prohibits the use of content that is auto-generated. And it actually says it in there. So it does say like, we, we don't like spam and we don't like auto-generated stuff. This is saying that it does not like AI content, right? So the problem with this automatically is that if you are trying to rank on Google, 
taking auto-generated content and just stuffing it onto your website or stuffing it into your blog or your podcast show notes isn't the best idea because Google has um, detection software that lets them know, hey, this is auto-generated. So we have to take into account the fact that Google knows if our content is from Google or if our content is auto-generated and if it's from um, basically an auto-generated software, if it's from us, it knows the difference. It knows the human versus the AI software. So with this being said and known, it's important to understand it is very useful, but you have to be careful with it. If you care about ranking on Google, if you don't give a shit, then I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. If you're just posting on Instagram and you want to copy and paste, I don't give a shit. Do your thing. But if you're sitting here and you're thinking, I want to rank on Google, I'm a brick and mortar business, I'm an online business, and I want to make sure my website is on Google, it's important to know that if you use AI-generated content, there is a chance, a very likely chance, because Google prohibits it, that you will be, I don't want to say blackballed, but your content and your, your website would be not shown on Google. So without further ado, let's talk about how to use it and... Like I said, I'm not going to go too into depth on these things. I have some things written out, but it's self-explanatory stuff. So how to use it. You want to use it to save time for ideas in general. So give me five ideas for X topic, right? So if you're struggling with what to post for that day, you can ask an AI software like ChatGPT for ideas. If you are struggling to come up, for, come up with ideas for a PowerPoint, you might say, I'm trying to create a PowerPoint on this pro on this topic. What are the things that you think that I should include, right? So you can use it to save time to just develop a structure for ideas. How to use it in general, we're not copying and pasting. We want to make sure that we're putting things in our own words. So I talked about how it might not be in line with your brand or in alignment with how you talk, how you actually relay information. It's great when you get an idea or an outline from ChatGPT or even let's just say you say write a social media post for me. It's great when you have all that content developed for you, but the next step is to go into that content that it generated for you and rewrite it. So rewrite it in your words. You can include the same stuff, whatever, but just adding your own language in there because you don't want something that doesn't sound like you. And at baseline, if a blog in your social media posts or even your website copy are just chat GPT generated stuff, it can feel really sterile, but also you're not getting your actual language in there. So you won't get people that are your ideal client coming to you, right? So if you talk like you talk and you come off as yourself in your posts and your blog on your website, that's who, you, who is going to come see you, who's going to invest in your services, people that actually relate to you as a human. If you're then using ChatGPT instead, we're not going to get those people. It's not going to be the same outcome. So we're not copying and pasting. We're putting things in our own words and using it as a way to generate that idea, get the structure, but then take what it writes for you and then put it into your language. Also, you need to know that AI-generated content is not always correct. <laughs> so people use it as like a search engine and it's not a search engine. It's just taking ideas that are out there and putting them in front of you, but it's not always correct. So if you were to tell ChatGPT to write you a blog post about X topic, 
some of the things it puts out are not going to be correct. It's pulling from existing information, yes, but that doesn't mean that all information that is in existence is correct. So just understand that even if it generates something, it may not be right. So make sure you are looking at that and understanding if that information is generated for me, am I actually right? And why does that matter? Because if you're putting information, especially on Google, if something is wrong and you're in the health and wellness space, Google can look at that and say, this is incorrect information. This can influence someone's health and wellness. We're going to not show this page or not show your website. And that is a thing. It's called YMYL, your money, your life on Google. So if you are talking about people's money and life or health and wellness, you are put at a higher standard for accuracy on Google. So if you take chat GPT content and it's incorrect, and then you stuff that on your website, copy paste, well, if it's wrong, Google doesn't like that. So yeah. Another way you can use it is for titles. I use it for titles a lot. I'm not good at naming things. I'm not good at putting a title on anything except for SEO school, and that was an alliteration. But I also ask ChatGPT all the time for alliterations. So if you need to name something, it's very easy to use ChatGPT to do so. So you can just say, name a course for me that goes over X concepts and is for X person. It's very nice to do it that way because you then get a whole bunch of titles. And if you don't like it, you can say, make it more fun, make it more professional, make it more relatable, make it an alliteration. So I love using it for titles. Now, my last point here of how to use it before I go into the examples, and then we're done. I'm trying to keep this pretty short for you. We want to use AI as an overarching principle. We want to use it as a part of your workflow, not to replace the work. So I oftentimes I feel like people think AI is in existence. I no longer have to do this task. Instead, what we should think about is how can we add AI to our workflow to streamline things, right? It's not going to replace the work or it should not replace the work that we're already doing and the effort we're already putting in. It's just going to become part of our workflow to potentially minimize the effort we have to put somewhere so we can put that effort somewhere else. So it's a way to maximize your energy and to streamline your workflow not to replace the work that you're already doing. So that's just a general, my general opinion on using AI for content generation, SEO, social media posts, podcasts, show notes, etc. So examples, let's go through how to use it. So my first example for SEO, you might type in, give me five keywords that are related to XYZ keyword. So if you want to type about, um, if you want to talk about pelvic health, you could say, give me five keywords that are related to pelvic health physical therapy. Then you would use those keywords on a web page or a blog post that you're writing. So you would use pelvic health physical therapy, but you would also use the five keywords that it's giving you. Okay. My second example, reword paragraphs from your website. So you could input into uh, AI software. You could say, reword this paragraph to sound more blank and appeal to blank population and then do colons and put the paragraph in. So this can help you reword structures, sentences, and reword the paragraph to make it appeal to your ideal client. But you already know what I'm going to say. After you do that, make sure you go back and say, all right, is this in my link? Is this in my voice? 
if it's not in my voice, I need to change this. And it's obviously not going to be. So you need to make sure that you go back and then change that to be not auto-generated and in your voice. My next example is you can ask what questions are being asked about X topic. So you can use that for social media posts or blog posts. So what questions are being asked about pelvic health physical therapy? Now, you can also go to answerthepublic.com. That will tell you all the questions that are being asked. But if you don't want to do that, you can ask that to AI software. Use those questions to make social media posts or to make blog posts. You can also ask AI software to write a caption with a topic of X and a takeaway of Y. So if you have a social media photo and you just are feeling really lousy that day and you don't really want to do all the thinking, just ask ChatGPT or whatever software, Jasper is another one, to write a social media post or write a caption with a topic and a takeaway. Now, as always, we're going to go back and make sure it's in our words or our um, tone and our voice, but it's a good way to start off that caption and streamline your workflow. You could also ask for ideas for social media posts about X topic. So if you truly don't know what you want to post that day, you can just say what ideas or you could say ideas for a social media post about pelvic health physical therapy, and then it'll give you lists of ideas for posts. Another thing is, and what's new is, or I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to come back to number my, my next one because it's a different topic. So before I get to that one, you can also ask it to explain or ask AI software to explain a topic in simple terms and explain it to you as if you're 10 years old, eight years old, 11 years old, whatever you want to do. This will then get you content that is taking a topic that might be really complicated and explaining it in terms that someone who is very, very new to the topic would understand. This would obviously be appropriate for blog posts, social media posts, all the things. So this is, those are, that's six ways that you can use AI generated content. Now, my next one that I'm, I said I'd go back to is podcast descriptions or podcast show notes. So there are now AI generated podcast show notes. I love this for people because it does mitigate the work that you need to do. It minimizes things that you need to do for essentially for um, making sure that you get show notes that go along with your podcast. However, if you are putting your podcast on your website, like I discussed in one of the very first episodes that I did on podcasting and SEO, if you're doing that, you are now using auto-generated content on your website, right? Even if it's for your podcast. So once again, I see no problem with using that software to generate your show notes, but you need to then put it in your voice or at least change up the structure of what they, what the AI generated content put out for you or AI generated podcast description put out and gave to you for a podcast or for your podcast show notes. It's really, really important because we need to make sure that if you are putting that on your website, Google is not going to throttle you and not give you any views because you um, used gen- auto-generated content. So that's all I have for you today. My big takeaway is just if you're using AI content, use it as a part of your workflow, not to replace the work. And when you do that, you can take the energy that you might have put into one task 
streamline that task with SEO, with SEO, with AI, use of AI software, and then put that energy into something else. So that is the way that I would suggest using AI generated content. If you have questions about this, please let me know. Would love to hear them. And thank you so much for joining me. And thank you for coming back for another episode. Or if this is your first episode, thank you for listening. Um, always publishing once a week and always dropping these episodes on Monday. If you have topic suggestions, I'd love to hear them on my Instagram, LexLancaster underscore. You can also email me info at LexLancaster.com or find all of my info at www.LexLancaster.com. Another huge thank you to Jane App for sponsoring the podcast. Y'all are the best. I truly appreciate you. And also, if you don't have Jane yet, check them out. Um, I thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Cheers to my new move, new home. I'm so excited to be here and I will catch you next week. I'm adding a little addition, if you will, to this, because I know that the question will come up. When we look at auto automatically generated content from Google, the way that Google gener- the way that Google defines this is content that's been generated pro- programmatically. So in this is a, and I quote from Google, text that makes no sense to the reader, which may contain search keywords, text translated by an automated tool without human review or creation before publishing, which is like AI generated content, text that is generated through an automatic process, which also is ChatGPT, text generated from scraping Atom or RSS feeds. Let's just delete that one from our brain. That one doesn't matter. But when we're talking about auto-generated software, we want to think about the fact that Google is thinking that if there's no human touch, it's deemed as it's deemed as automatic. So it is deemed as having auto-generated content. So this is why I wanted to create this episode and why I wanted to add this little sentence onto the end or little structure, if you will, onto the end so that you can understand and hear straight from Google's webmaster guidelines that Google is deeming text that is not having the touch of a human first as automatically generated. So wanted to add that on because I know the question will come up and it is important to me to make sure that we, that I also address that and I'm not just pulling this out of thin air. So if you have questions about that, you can look for Google's webmaster guidelines and on the webmaster guidelines, you can see exactly where they say that auto-generated content is against their policies or quote unquote policies. Um, Okay. So that's all I wanted to add here. You know that I will never do like a, I'm not going to like edit the other episode and be like, I'm going to toss this in here and then add a little break. No, it's not happening. Tossing it on the end because I recognize after re-listening that I needed to add this. So if you listened past the exit, cool, you have unlocked a new level. Um, But anyway, that is all I've got for you.